Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Full Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Gillian McMichael. We are slowly wrapping up this season, where we've been talking about different types of discovery. Today, we are venturing into the realm of energies, all in relation to the chakras. If you're not familiar with them, chakras are at various focal points used in a variety of ancient meditation practices that allow energy to move freely through the body meaning that when energy is cleared, such as toxic energy or negative energy, then it allows us to eliminate the things that are not serving as well so we can more embrace everything that is serving as well. And in a sense, the chakras are an opportunity to heal ourselves. So if you've ever wanted to connect more with the latent energy forces inside and outside of you, today's guest and this episode is just for you. My guest, Thimela, known as Mel Garcia, is a kundalini yoga teacher and the author of the book of chakras. Mel also has a popular Instagram account called Chakra Mama Healing, where she educates her following on how chakras affect our bodies and how they can help facilitate our spiritual healing. I'm really excited to chat with Mel about our energies, chakras, and how they can help us discover a more innate connection within ourselves. I hope you enjoy this conversation. So welcome Mel to our conversation. I've been really looking forward to meeting you and to finding out more all about what you do with the amazing work you do. So welcome to the show. Oh thank you Julian for having me over for an invitation. It's it's very exciting and I love I love talking about chakras and energy healing. So very happy to be here. Thank you. Before we get going into our conversation, I thought maybe it might be quite a good um, opportunity just to share a little bit more about you and what you do. And so could you tell our listeners who you are and, and what you do at the moment? In a nutshell, so my name is actually Timela Garcia. But people call me Mel. I'm happy for everyone to call me Mel. Um, I was born in Venezuela, so I'm originally from Latin America. I uh, moved into the UK about 20 years ago. And, uh, and I just, uh, yeah, got my roots in here, my children, my partner. I'm coming from a background that is very spiritual. My mom was a very well-known healer, a spiritual person in Venezuela. And she, she would be, you know, um, ask for people on the higher, you know, kind of um, status in the government to, to come and see her. And that's how kind of the influence started in, in this career. So I, I grew up, my upbringing was very spiritual. I was surrounded by incense sticks, tarot cards, uh, meditation, mantras, mudras, Reiki healing. And, uh, but I, I, I didn't understand much. And I think I, I, in a way, I tried to block that because I didn't. I was just a teenager, and I I didn't want to 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 get. I, I was feeling embarrassed in, at some point in my age that your mom is doing things differently than other people, and um, and that's something that I explain in, in my book later. But uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, that was my background, and uh, later in life, just in my mid thirties, I jumped into yoga. I started exploring the yoga philosophy, the yoga lifestyle, and and yes, that was I think the the portal that was the my my first really contact with meditation, breath work, and all these kind of things. And uh, 
And then from that, just uh, thanks to that practice, I am who I am now, um, which is more in align with, I, I believe that's my purpose in life, is helping people, helping women. So I'm a yoga teacher, Kundalini, hence I'm dressing in, in white colors. Um, so I'm a Kundalini and Hatha yoga teacher. I'm also a holistic practitioner, Reiki healer, and also I do sound, beautiful, uh, relaxing sound meditation, sound healings, using the gongs. Beautiful. Yes, it's all very, mm-hmm. very good news. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So it kind of all kind of resonates with me massively. So I'm so excited because I think this work is actually very, very important. And I think, you know, thinking about where we are in the world, what's happening all around us, we've come out pandemic, we've got the war, there's so many other things going on around us just in terms of the world um, around us, but also what's also going on within us as well. And, And maybe some of that, I suppose, maybe less positive energy kind of toxicity a range of different things and so so tell me from your experience when you started to move into your yoga practice and your your learning to meditate and everything what was the kind of the the significance of you doing that at that time in your life you know I think it was due to the fact that I was I was seeking I was seeking something I wasn't complete I, even though I had my my family beautiful family and daughter there is something internal that I think is always pulling to a calling, isn't it? So I was just looking for, for that, something to make me feel alive and complete. And it was just uh, searching or seeking for that spiritual side in my life. It's so important. And when we are so disconnected, because we are so focused on work, family, bills, house, da da da, da we neglect that part. And at some point, you're going to feel that emptiness and, and I think uh, without realizing, you you know, you can go to that route in a conscious way or unconscious way. And I think in my own was a little bit of both. Um, but yeah, it was, I was leading into that. So, so I went without any expectations or agenda and I started exploring yoga. And to, to be honest, the first, the very first class I took uh, was in 2008 and it was in my local gym. And I went to the Hatha yoga class and I came out completely hating yoga. And I said, this is horrible. I don't get it. But this is 2008. I mean, this is the kind, it was quite new. No one knew much about it, but everyone was, everyone was talking about the amazing benefits of yoga, but we didn't understand much. And the social media wasn't there to showcase, you know, the, the beautiful things. So it was all very new. And to be honest, I didn't like it at first. Uh, but it was me continuing um, into the practice and on and off and taking it easy and exploring. And then I just started noticing very, very quickly the physical changes, the, 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 the real healing benefits on a physical level, mental, emotional level. And that is when then you start opening up to, you know, you want more, you want to learn more. And there is that self-discovery happens, something shifted. And that's how I kind of continue that route until now. Amazing. And at that point, you know, you said that you was resistant to look at healing and doing the work that your mother was doing. How did that connect then when you started to tune in more to, I would describe maybe your more spiritual side, if that's fair to say, your more spiritual energy? Was you still resistant or was you kind of more leaning into this feels like this is right for me? 
Yeah, I think uh, there is a divine timing when you you are where you're supposed to be at the place where you're supposed to be. And and even though I grew up in a very spiritual environment, when I was a child, I was very sensitive to energy, to pick up things. I was able to see things that other people were unable to see. But I was young and uh, I was scared. There is a lot of fears and that's the resistance. Um, my body, uh, emotionally or mentally or even spiritually, I was not mature enough to understand. It still was the condition of the mind to feel embarrassed. To, I didn't want it to be called bruja, um, which is a witch in Spanish. And um, because my mom used to have things hanging from the windows and stuff like that. So when my friends would used to come home, my, my classmates, I, or even boyfriends, I, I used to hide absolutely everything because I didn't want it to be labeled bruja or different. I wanted to fit in. So I think when you reach that maturity, um, that's when you kind of start understanding. So I, I, I know that I blocked it because I was, I was scared to see things. I was not definitely not ready. And then what happened? I moved to my mom. When I left Venezuela, my mom gave me an amethyst and stone. I mean, I'm talking about 2022 years ago. My mom gave me an amethyst. It's the, it's the traveler's um, protection stone. And I just left it there. I was only just in my mid-20s. And I was not into crystals or anything like that. And I left it there. But at the, the stone will pop in. Also, all sudden, it just... Uh, it just appear, it just turn up, and then we go again, and then turn up, and then I move houses flat, and then I met my partner, and then to, until when I was mature enough, the stone turn up again, in somewhere in a in, on a table or something like that, and that's when I I realized I then I started I was in the yoga path, and I took the stone and I gave it the love and respect that deserved, and I took it and it's been now with me. Again, and, and that was kind of, to me, marked the beginning for me. Because then when I took the stone and then I started going into crystal healing, energy healing, tuning into the, the stone. And uh, yeah, I think that that was the, the marking point or the starting point for me. So tell me then more about your journey with the healing and the chakras and, and tell me about that process that you've gone through to, to learn how to, to teach it, but also to heal others yes okay so back again the influence of my mom my mom was a reiki healer and she used to help use her hands and i remember when i was a little girl i hadn't told me you know children used to have a lot of um tummy belly aches and stuff like that and my mom used to rub her hands and get them nice and warm and she placed them over my belly and i just i think it's combination of the mother's love and care plus their intention and the energy healing that it just everything was just uh, so incredible i just felt so good she was able to do that healing and and that always stayed with me that was a beautiful thing that she was able to do um then when i was doing the i was very much deep into my yoga practice now i am more a yogini sort of i'm practicing daily um i'm practicing on the mat and off the mat i'm also doing my meditation that's when I just started going into the, the healing again. I was called into that. So I did my first uh, Reiki uh, level one, and it was amazing. I saw straight away changes in my skin, changes in my... Uh, and, and I was attracting um, amazing things like that. Uh, uh, it was just incredible. If I tell, uh, you have to be there because 
people were giving things to me, like coffee, little something on the street. Oh, no, don't, I pay for you, things like that. So it was a lot of abundance and love and things were working. And I said, oh, my God, this Reiki is, is real. And, that's, and then I started applying on me, on my family. Then I did the Reiki level two. And then I started practicing on people. And then I started seeing people's, you know, lives changing. And I was able to do, and it brought me back to my memory when my mom do that, do that. So, so it's always very, yeah, it's always very lovely to have that background and we go back to where I was and now in the future, a few years back, that later they are, it's amazing. I'm doing it. That's amazing. And obviously I'm also a Reiki healer as well. So I completely understand the language and everything that you're talking about really resonates with me too. But tell me more then, well, actually, would you mind sharing with our listeners, for those that don't know about Reiki and about the chakras, tell me about what Reiki is and, and how that helps, you know, kind of unblock the chakras and things. Would you would be able to share from your insight what it's all about? So Reiki will, works on the life, a universal life force. Uh, that we are able to channel, all of us, we are all our own healers, and we are able to channel and to heal ourselves. Our bodies are, you know, uh, wise enough to 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 heal themselves. Um, but uh, using the Reiki energy allows you to, to tune into to that beautiful uh, life force and also to raise the vibration of your body. So this is uh, uh, from the beginning of like everything is energy. We are made of energy and everything around us is energy and we're all connected and we are connected to this beautiful universe. And um, so the Reiki energy, as a Reiki practitioner, uh, you know, we are able to to channel that energy through um, into our hands and then we using the symbols, intentions, um, we can tune into the life force and even enhance the recipient's uh, body's natural ability to, to heal. So we just kind of, we don't cure anything like that, but we just uh, allow the person to really amplify that already, the healing ability that their, their bodies have. And um, obviously it's very linked to the chakras. It's all about energy and the chakras are energy, are made of prana. Prana is the life force. So when you, you treat that not with tablets or pills, you have to treat it with energy, with good intention, with high vibrational um, frequency um, energies to, to cleanse, to heal. And um, you, I think also Reiki, from my point of view, it allows the person to really rest and relax. I don't know, but a majority of my clients, they fall asleep. It's like a resisted time when I can really let go. And when you are in a very deep, relaxing mode state, that's when your body can repair. So allows as well to, there is no much resistance from the recipient. Um, and then you are allowed to allow that flow of energy to, to flow. And obviously throughout the years, I have learned so much different techniques and, and modalities. So in my Reiki healing sessions, I combine different methods and things, so I put it all together to turn it really, mm -hmm. really powerful. Um, Lovely. Yeah, so that people can actually feel something when they wake up. Yeah, amazing. And and obviously, um, Reiki is a hands-off treatment, so you're just really hovering, aren't you, your hands over these particular parts or chakras in their body to kind of unblock and to allow, like you said, the prana, the life force to really 
move through the body in the way that it the way that it should be so so if you're happy to do this could you share with the audience the the actual colors and the different chakras just so that people can connect with with what it feels like to go through a reiki healing treatment yes um so um so basically again we understand and we accept that we are more than just a physical body we are made of an uh, energetic body as well. And that energy body is as, as complex as your physical body. And the same way in our physical body, we have important glands and organs and systems and veins where the blood is flowing. In the energy body, we do have uh, the main seven chakras and also that oversee the glands and the organs. And we also have the nadis or the energy channels where the blood flows. So we do have, it is believed that there are between 112 to 114 chakras. They are in our bodies and also outside our body. We do have minor chakras and primary chakras, or the main chakras. And those are the seven chakras that are most studied, that we work on more, simply because they influence in a direct, in very directly way, direct way onto the uh, organs and physical body more than any other chakras. So the seven chakras are aligned on the spinal cord, on the spine, um, and starting from the base to the crown. But uh, really, there are six chakras on the physical body here on the spine, and the seven chakra, the Sahasrara, is at the top of the head. So it's not actually on the physical body. So we focus on the seven because they oversee the main organs and glands in our body. Now, briefly going from the, through the chakra system, from the base of the spine, we have the root chakra is the first, is the foundation, is the first chakra that is formed when we are forming as a human babies in our mother's womb. Um, that's the first chakra. So it's very karmatic. It brings a lot of the ancestors' past life experiences and that's why we need to do a lot of work on this chapter. It's a lot of, it's very unconscious um, mind in there, things stored in there. But that's our foundation, that's our base to build up, to go up to the chakra system and in our life. Because the chakras um, represent our level of consciousness as well. They represent our, self, our, our level of self-awareness. So starting with the root chakra, that represents... Uh, uh, the first, uh, the, the how do you call it, the primal needs, the basic needs in our life, the job, the shelter, the food, feeling safe, feeling that you belong into something that comes from that root chakra. The color is red and is associated with the element earth. It's all about physical, it's your physical things, it's your material stuff. Then you up, go up to the... Um, to the navel, just below the navel, on the lower belly, you have the sacral chakra, which is Swadhisthana. The color is orange, associated with the element water. So it's very emotional. And this is, this is the chakra that is associated with everything that has to do with pleasure, emotions, self-acceptance, acceptance of our sexuality and sexuality, um, associated with the organs of reproductive system, lower back, that kind of thing. So again, you cannot move from the lower chakra, from the root chakra, 
through the upper chakra, the Soristana, if you want to know how your basic needs, how you can enjoy the pleasures of life if you don't have your basic needs covered, basically. Yeah. And this is, that's why it has to be that way. It's so, it's so intelligent the way it has been, it's been set up thousand years ago. And then when you go from the uh, sacral chakra, you move up to the solar plexus, which is just on the, your ribcage or uh, breastbone. And it's the, it's the color is yellow. It's the sun of the chakra system. It absorbs the prana, absorbs the energy from people, from your surroundings, from the external world, and process that information and send it across the chakra. And this is, is associated with the element fire. So those three chakras that I just mentioned are the lower chakras and the energy is going downwards. And we're trying is to, with the practices that we do in yoga, we try to bring the energy upwards because it's pointing downward. And, and also these are the three chakras of elimination. So something that I, for example, as a yoga teacher, a Kundalini yoga teacher, I always being very mindful when I have pregnant women in my classes, in my sessions, even healing, because if I'm stimulating, manipulating that sort of energy that goes downward and is um, elimination, if there's a baby there, uh, you always have to be mindful with the power because the energy is quite powerful. Um, mm. So so those are the, the, the three uh, lower chakras and then we have the heart chakra and the hand that's sitting at the center of the chest, um, oversees everything that has to do with uh, heart matters, love, compassion, Kindness, gratitude, forgiveness, and the color is green. It's forest green, and um, it's associated with the element earth. Now, this, sorry, this chakra balance the lower self and the higher self. This is it, everything com comes in here, merging here. That's why the heart suffers so much, and we need to be really tender and compassionate to ourselves because the heart is trying. If there is so much conflict into the heart because the mind tells you something but then then you your guts tell you something or your ego tells you something so there is some conflict and and you want to make sure that when the energy comes up to your heart it's not dense and heavy these energies they are earthy and they are quite heavy the other ones are more subtle and light and then from the heart chakra uh other color is green yeah i explained that and we move to the throat chakra which is the chakra of expression, communication, and uh, it speaks the truth. It's about it's speaking from a place of truth, authenticity, and uh, the color is beautiful blue, and the, um, the, um, the element is um, sound, and um, it's all about expressing yourself freely, knowing that you are safe to express your needs, your emotions, but again, it's a spiritual, these are spiritual chakras now. We are looking at the spiritual chakras and they are much, very much influenced by the physical chakras. So that's why always the work has to be done in the lower chakras in order to cleanse that karma, in order to cleanse that inner child, in order to heal, you know, the conditions and the stories that we've been told. So we can operate from a place of love, authenticity, and uh, express ourselves, express our ideas freely. So this is the throat chakra, and then we moved into Ashna, which is uh, the pituitary gland. And uh, it's all about vision, it's all about psych abilities, intuition, uh, tapping into that inner guidance that is within us. Um, but it's blocked, isn't it? It's blocked by 
the physical illusions that um, in front of us, the fake things, the dreams. Um, and it's about opening up and activating so we are able to see the future, the life that we want to manifest and be guided by, by, by that true essence that comes from lower, from the core, into that, to visualize this is what I want. Um, the color is indigo blue. And again, the element that is no element now is a spirit. It's, um, it's all yeah, very much spiritual. And then last one, we have Sahasrata, which is uh, the crown chakra. Color is violet. Uh, very subtle, very, very high vibrational uh, energy center. And it's the, the, the chakra that allows us to connect with the higher runs, to connect with the higher source, the higher self, and receive that divine guidance. And feel connected to the universe and feel connected to everyone around us. That you're my sister, yeah. you're my brother. There is no competition, there is no ego. Because we, at the point when we get here, or we get here, or we go here, we have overcome the challenges of the three lower chakras. Thank you for sharing that. It's really insightful. And those highest chakras, like you said, are the throat, the brow, and the just above the crown. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you so much. So obviously, these chakras get blocked from time to time. And as a healer, could you share with us a little bit more around what your role is to support the unblocking? Yes, I'm just there really to support people, to support them in the healing journey. And also to give them the, provide them with the space and the tools that they need to heal themselves. So I use different tantric techniques and Reiki. I combine everything, essential oils. I combine sound. And I have evolved my practice. So from having my clients lying down, I am actually bringing them in very active into the healing process. This is because I'm a firm believer of taking part, being your own healer, taking ownership, and really walking that with me as well. So yes, some Reiki healing as well with the symbols, um, but really to go through and break through really trauma-blocked chakras, I really need a person fully away with me and do it with me. It really reminds me of working in that true sense of partnership then, doesn't it? Working together to learn through the process to heal but also to self-heal and to be an active participant in that is that what you're meaning yeah exactly mm. and I'm just going to tell you just actually just before our call I received an email from a client last week we did an activation of the throat and a heart chakra obviously before I take my clients we talk about um, a 15 minutes discovery call to find out exactly where she is and what the root cause could be and uh, we discover what the root cause and Whatever was blocking her is manifesting on her self-expression, her voice. So she, her voice changed and one of the vocal cords got paralyzed. Um, obviously, all the medical studies and exams come out completely fine. They don't understand why um, she couldn't speak properly and stuff. Um, anyway, this kind of blockages is blocking her uh, ability to express herself freely. And then we had an intense almost two hour session um, and she was actively participating with sound, chanting, breathing and visualizing the colors, massaging. All that, I received the message that two days later after the healing session, she can now uh, improve her voice and she can now sing. So it's 
He feels amazing. And this is energy healing. Um, it, it is amazing. It is just, um, um, I'm not doing anything. I'm not taking the credits. I give all the credits to, to herself first for showing up, for doing the healing and doing the work. And secondly, just to the practice that I'm just here as a, as a bridge, just facilitating, bringing those practices to people to, to do it. What a really beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that example, because I think that just shows you the power when you're working in partnership and supporting that active participation through the work that you do with, with the client and yourself. And what are your thoughts? I mean, do you believe that kind of the energies that we have, the healing, the chakra energies that we have will help us discover more about ourselves? Absolutely. Totally. And the, the beauty thing is that the lovely thing about yoga and I'm going to go into yoga again because yoga definitely is what opens the, the mind, opens the door for people to understand. And in the yoga path, you're supposed to be working on your physical body. You will start working from the outside inwards. So in, in, the, in the yoga path, you, you have five layers or five, yeah, five layers in your entire being. And the physical body is your first layer. It's called Anamaya Kosha. And the kosha, of kosha or layers. Anamaya kosha is the food body. So you work first on cleansing and purifying your food body. And then after that, you go your your energy body and then mental body until you get to Atman. Atman is your spirit, your soul. So it has to be a work that instead of going inwards, is coming from outside, working, feeling the layers of the self. So cleansing, purifying, and when you go through that, through yoga path, uh, that's the yoga path, uh, or called the royal path, that is just cleansing until you get to the Atman, to the to the soul. And that is the aim of yoga, to really dissolve all these layers and become that, that soul, that, that true essence. So I do believe that definitely um, these energy healing, these activities, these spiritual things that we do, help us to, to cleanse to remove the story that we've been told, to get closer, to get closer to that um, Atman, to the spirit. And I've had Kundalini awakening myself, Kundalini rising, and I totally believe it. I've seen it, I've seen the chakras, they are there. I've seen Kali, uh, Goddess Kali, in one of my meditations. So they are, their energy is there. It manifests in different ways and others, but uh, definitely the energy is there. There's so much potential. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I know you've written this, you've written a really great book on the chakras. And so can you share with me what some of those main ideas or principles that you highlight in your book and, and why are those important for our listeners to know about? So what's important about the chakras and healing that our listeners should be aware of? Okay. Well, thank you for mentioning my book. So I'm going to hear. <laughs> so that's... Yay! Yay. Um, so chakras mm. is... More than a book, is a comprehensive guide of practices, rituals. It's not a novel, so you can actually read from any page. Into, mm -hmm. Yeah, just read straight, go straight to the chakra, go straight to the yoga pose, whatever you want to. But obviously, um, if you're a beginner, anyone that who's a beginner, I recommend obviously to start reading from the introduction of the chakras, the, a little bit of the history, uh, what is chakra healing? And then there are a lot of exercises, rituals, practices that they can do. So I wouldn't pick anything what is more important in the book. I think all of them, they complement each other. 
And this is a book that people have said that is so complete because you don't find in a book of chakra things like mudras and uh, color, color therapy. I mean, I combine in here so much uh, wisdom and knowledge that I've been collecting through my, the years, my studies, my research, and um, they've been combining here rituals, how to, how to set your own um, sacred space, your altar, you know, about the elements. Everything in here is important and depends on where you are on your energy and your, in your healing journey, you will go into this book. So if you're a complete beginner, you will go to the beginning. If you are, you have a little bit more understanding, perhaps you will say, I just want to go into straight to the breath work and to start working with my breathing technique. So um, I think this is for everyone from very beginner into chakras to a more advanced and is uh, understanding, as I say, practice, comprehensive practice, guides that allows people to, to really connect. And I, see, I think the secret for healing the chakras is more than just to really go and unblock the chakras, is really embody what they mean and what they are. When you embody the qualities of the chakras, you are healing yourself. If you embody compassion and forgiveness and you embody those, those qualities, you are healing. You are healing your, your, your chakra, you see? I think it's, it's about connecting with those chakras. And in other books that I read, the Kundalini Tantra by Swami uh, Swanabanda, Sadna Janda Saraswati, I, um, he explains that in order to connect with your chakras, you are supposed to be doing meditation for 50 minutes for two weeks on each chakra. So you are able to really dive inwards and connect with them and you are able to see them. You might not be, you might not be able to see them physically with your physical eyes because they are not in the physical realm. They are not in the physical realm. You can't see them, but you can see them in the other realm. So you have to go inwards and tune into that and you can see the chakras align. Using your breath work, your meditation, of course you can see them. Um, because they are there, the energy. Sometimes you feel the energy. Sometimes people, you are able to see the aura and uh, electromagnetic field. You are able to see the chakras, but not with these two eyes. You see it with this one here. Yes, your third eye. Absolutely. Yes. Your third eye that belongs in between the brow. Absolutely. Fantastic. So I'm obviously, I'm as I said, very connected to what you're talking about. And I know, obviously, having received Reiki healing and healing in general, how important that is for our emotional, physical and spiritual well-being. I think it connects all of the aspects of the four cornerstones of wellness. So the mental, the physical, the emotional and spiritual. And I think, I think, you know, some people can get quite scared though about the thought of somebody else tuning into their energy and, and healing. And I think really what, what I'm hearing you say is that really what you're trying to do is debunk any myths around yeah. it so that actually it's available for all. And actually more than anything else, what I heard you say really loud and clear is that each and every one of us has the ability to heal ourselves. That's true. Through breathing, through yoga, through even self-healing, or even getting the support of somebody who can start to initiate that. And I think your comment around, you know, focusing and meditating on each of the chakras that takes, could take up to two weeks, could take even longer for you to really connect with all of those chakras in that way. I mean, it reminds me of yoga, actually, and of meditation, that all of this is a practice. 
and it takes a commitment. It's a, it's a way of being, it's a way of living. It's not just something you do as a quick fix. Is that fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. You are just a spot on. It takes, this is what, again, yoga teaches that discipline that we lack sometimes from that discipline that, and we need it. It's, it's, there is no quick fix and it's a lifestyle. It's, if you choose to be in that healing journey, there is work to do. There is a work to do. It's not just, a, oh, I'm going to do it when I feel like I'm going to do it. No, you, you want something to get it done or you want to see results, you need to work for it. You need to get it done. You need to, and in that process, you know, it can take you a month, it can take you a week, it can take you an entire lifetime. Because but what, what do you think is the purpose of your life? What do you think you're here for? To become as... Exactly. A, what, what was the purpose of life? What, what, what are you here for? This is, again, people are so into work, 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 pay the bills, work, 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 money, money, making money, family, this and that. And they are in, in a, in what, living in a world... I used to be like that. I'm not going to be unkind with people that... Because I used to be on that side. And I shifted and I said, this is no life. This is not what I want to. Just to be... This is what we're coming here to this world. But a miracle, beautiful body, miracle mind, amazing, powerful mind, amazing bodies, amazing universe. And you think I'm coming here to sit down in a desk, nine to five, to do this... People wake up. It's like, uh, you know, there is much more. Yeah. And people are so conditioned yeah. into that. They're just coming here just yeah. to do work, sleep, eat, repeat. Work, sleep, eat, repeat. No. There is some um, incredible. Well, we are multidimensional beings. And that people are scared. People don't understand. We don't have um, our, our minds and our level of consciousness or self-awareness is not high enough to understand. What we can't see, we can't. So that's why there are different levels of evolution in here. People are at different levels on the evolution scale, right? So there, there are people that understand more and they can see more. There are people they live in a in a completely material world. Um, is it, it, it? We try sometimes as as an awakened person. I get frustrated sometimes, but then I come back and I say, yeah, compassion. They are not my level of awareness. They, everyone's go there, will get there when they have to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've learned, and I don't know how you feel about this, but certainly from my practice as a, a Reiki healer and energy healer in particular, but also through my journey as a coach and I focus on Ayurvedic practices and Ayurvedic living as well, as well as my yoga practice and meditation practice. But I, I've realized that over the years that it is a journey. And you're right, that we're all at different stages of our evolution, just as you've described. And what we can't do is we can't be, I don't believe, evangelical about it. We've got to allow people to arrive at their moment of awakening. And that might come at different stages for different people. You might be in a relationship, for example, where you are really into your yoga and meditation. You might be more awakened than maybe your partner is. But we can't judge and we shouldn't judge because... We're all at different stages of this awakening process. And you're right, some of us might get there sooner than others, and some of us might not even ever really get there until we're in our later years. Yeah. But I also appreciate that, I think what you mentioned there about compassion and being really compassionate and open and accepting that this is a journey and every one of us is going on an individual journey. Sure. Do you feel the same about that? 
Totally. And this is something that, again, it has to do with your crown chakra. When you start looking at people more into we are a collective, we are all part of a collective rather than seeing the separation that we've been told from early years, we've been told that separation, boys and girls, black and white, this and that, rich and poor. And uh, and this we've been grow we've been growing up and being conditioned there is so much separation. And then when you get into the awakening state, then you say there is no separation at all. Because when you take all this flesh, all this avatar, this skin away, we're all the same. We're all inside. Inside we yeah. all have two lungs, one heart. They we are the same. What is just change is. Everyone is having here a mission and a purpose. And the body that you have and the person you are right now is for you to facilitate you navigate the, ex- the human experience because we are all spiritual beings, multidimensional spiritual beings, and we all are here to evolve and transform into... Yeah, so so who I am right now is... is doesn't matter. It is actually the true essence. Where am I going to? How am I connected? I... I am. What am I doing? What um, in order for me to become more my true self, to be more in align with who I am? Am I doing things with purpose? Um, so yeah, it takes. Uh, it, this world is difficult. It could be cruel as well. We see so much things going on, and uh, you are like, oh, I just can't do anything. We are not here, unfortunately, to save the world. We are here to save ourselves. And when we, everyone, does that, then the the world will save itself, believe me. That we need to focus on ourselves. We need to do the work ourselves. And if if each one takes that um, ownership and responsibility that every day I'm going to make sure that I speak my truth, I'm kind and compassionate, I do my best on this and that. And they start charging less gossiping less, etc. then, you know, this world would be a better place. But it has to take, everyone have to put their little contribution because we're a collective, we're all connected. Gosh, wow, thank you so much for a very, very fabulous and very interesting conversation. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think, you know, it starts with self and then it can move out to others. So thank you so much for sharing what you have. So before we go, where I know you have a good presence on Instagram. You've got your book. So where can people find out more about you and the work that you do? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm active on Instagram because that's where everyone is at the moment to share. It's a great platform to share content, to connect with other people. That's how we connect it through social yeah. media. So you find me on Instagram as Chakra Mama Healing. My name is Timela Garcia, Chakras. And um, and yeah, my website, again, is chakramamahealing.com. Uh, I offer 15 minutes free discovery call to people. Uh, we can do online. And um, yeah, take the, the energy healing journey together. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. And thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and experience. It's been lovely to talk to you. And I know our listeners are going to just love the conversation that we've had. It's been really enlightening and really informative. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Gillian. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the listeners as well.
I really enjoyed talking with Thamela today. I found this conversation really enlightening. Now, Thamela comes across really passionate about how our chakras and how we can self-heal and activate that self-healing process within our own bodies, but also through the use of working with a practitioner like Mel or any other Reiki healer, that we can start to discover more of our true selves and our inner self. What I loved about this conversation specifically is that every chakra can open up something new within us. It can bring that deeper life force moving through our body. And I really found it interesting when Thamela talked about that she works in partnership to help her clients self-activate their own healing principles and approaches to developing a greater sense of well-being, unlocking any trauma within the body so that they can be free and be more kind of open and receptive to living a more vibrant and healthy life. When we live authentically, and most of us do want to live an authentic life, then having that ability to heal spiritually is one of the key ways to reach more of that wisdom. In many ways, like meditation and yoga, it returns us back to wholeness, back to our true selves. And I think what I loved specifically about what Thimela had said was this sense of being connected to something bigger than ourselves. At the end of the day, when we peel away all of our layers, all of the shell that we are so familiar with, that we are connected to something deeper, something bigger than ourselves. And we are one. And I found that really fascinating. As a Reiki healer and a Reiki practitioner, I know that for me, we are all on our own spiritual journey. And some of us are more evolved than others in their stage of their journey. But for me, there is no right or wrong. The Mela mentioned that we all have a purpose in life. We do all have a purpose. We all have our Dharma. But depending on where we are and the conditioning that we've had over the years, some of us, you know, might really want to tune into this and have this real urge and need to find out more about what that is and how we can heal ourselves and how we can connect more spiritually to our sense of wholeness and our true selves. Whereas others might be a little bit more fearful of it and maybe not ready to embark on that journey. But for me, my view is accept where you are on your journey. And if you have a pang of curiosity, you have a little seed of, oh, tell me more about this. I would encourage you to explore what Reiki healing can do. Tune in more to your chakras and learn more about you as your truest, most authentic self. And I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Because for me, when I've tuned into this aspect of myself, I've discovered more about who I am. It has brought me back home to my true self. As I've written in my book, Coming Home, A Guide to Being Your True Self, it will lead you and carefully walk you back home to your essential nature, in essence, to your true self. Mm-hmm.